I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. The podcast. Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On Patreon. On Patreon, on Blitzen, on Dancer. Oh, man, I wish it was Christmas right now. Oh, that was funny. (sighs) Okay, no need to speed it up. I want to speed it up because summertime is not fun. Okay, Grinch. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry for everybody that's off of school and taking vacations and off of work. That's great. I love summer. Yeah, that's great. Summer's good. How hot is it right now? Well, it's hot as fuck, but like, you know, it's still lovely out. Well, and we are... And sunsets. We just had Labor Day. Everybody's back in school, back in the full swing. Summer's over. So everyone has COVID now again. (laughs) (laughs) I have not gotten COVID. I have not gotten COVID this whole time, and I still don't plan to. Knock on wood, me neither. And I flew. I went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no wonder you had a good summer. You went to Hawaii. I mean... That helps for sure. (laughs) That's that's I I don't know. I I do not like the heat. Happy to be inside with AC. I'm I'm happy to jump in a pool. I know. No, totally. But the heat, it's just oppressive and offensive. I am well, it's because it's humid here. It's never humid. It's so weird. Yeah, we had a couple humid stretches, but it's generally a as everybody says in LA, a dry heat. Like that's not bad. It's also not as humid today. No, it's not. It's just hot. It's been really humid though, like crazy. And we're we're officially back from our break, so we will be back on more regularly. We've been recording for the Patreon kind of during the break. Do you know how long our break has been, by the way? How long? <laughs> <laughs> it's been since since March. Like we it's not just That's a summer crazy. break. We've been off since like the end of March was the last Sarah episode. We've been doing a few Drews. Like we've done a, a little bit of this for you guys and, and we've seen each other. Just not regularly. No, no. But we're back in the regular saddle and ready to go, even though it's hot. Not the side saddle. Not the side saddle? No. Regular saddle. You said we're back in the regular saddle. Oh. It's not a side saddle. You sit side saddle. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's true. Sure. Anyhow, how have you been? I've been mostly good. I've been dealing with an assault on my home. It's been very difficult and trying. I am thinking of burning down my house. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> because I have an ant problem. I have ants. You think it's a little problem because they're just little ants? No, I don't take any insect infestation whatsoever as a joke. I no. get horrified fleas ants cockroaches bed bugs which i've never had and i would fucking die but that's when you burn down the house (laughs) with the bed bugs yeah Yeah. or i would burn my bed at least i thought i had bed bugs once and i got rid of all of my linens so did i i think my bed too it was gnarly like i had to have everything like some stuff dry cleaned and the rest was washed and super super hot and it turned out they weren't bed bugs and I spent a chunk of money on trying to like clean everything out. And it, it wasn't even that. It was just the fear of that. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing happened to me, but I took one of them. I found one and I took it down to like the roach man or what the fucking insect man. And they were like, right. nope, it's not right. that. And I was like, yes. Same, same, same thing. I, well, I had a, uh, an insect man come over 
and investigate. And they were like, nope, those aren't bed bugs. I'm like, what are they? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> aren't you the insect man? So you're going to call the insect man again for the ants or what? What have you been well, trying? I mean, okay. So I've been trying. First thing was, was prayer. That didn't work. So I went with <laughs> baking soda, boric acid. I've got a natural spray. And all of those things seem to work for like an hour. And then you come back and they're like, all their cousins are there. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. All the new ones came. You have to get to the source. I don't know the source. How do you find the source? Well, the ant man will. The ant man will find the source. <laughs> Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd's going to come over and find the source? Awesome. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> the alternative to me, if it's not going to work with like putting out cinnamon and sugar and tea and crumpets, I I'm just going to burn down my kitchen and start over. So burning it down instead of raid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I don't know. There might be something in between. Maybe I can find balance. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the Ant-Man has an answer. I mean, it should not be as distressing as it is. But oh, it really, I disagree. It really does, Mary. Like, it freaks me out. It's distressing. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. I bet a lot of people understand it. It's like very violating, honestly. It makes you uncomfortable in your own house. Right, right. And everybody has their own remedy. They're like, oh, you should try cinnamon. You should try baking brownies with THC. That'll make them go wacky. I don't know. Amazing. Or just call the fucking Ant-Man. That is my answer yes. to you. All right. 1-800-Ant-Man. I got it. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I will possibly do that. How have you been? What's going okay, on? Good. Other than Speaking of ant, as an auntie, you just had to deal with, <gasps> yeah, you had, you had a niece oh. go off to college last month. How's that been? Yeah. Horrible. I hate it. I hope she hates it there and comes back as soon as possible because I miss her. <laughs> Although I'm going to go see her in a couple of weeks. I already have my plane ticket. Aww. So it'll be good. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm very happy for her. I'm very proud of her. And also what? How could you ever want to leave us? Aww. Thank God we got one more and the two dogs. So we're good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we, uh, shall we get into some drew stuff and do the thing that you know we do on here we should yeah right. we totally should i will tell you guys that we cut out a bit from the start because he was talking about one of the guys that he partnered with and trying to like come up with their own line or do some clothes like he does clothing design and he was doing it with a few different partners and then as you guys know if you've been listening he took a regular job and has been adjusting to being at the regular job so we kind of started in after he was talking about that and he got together with one of those guys that he partnered with just the night before our session so he kind of starts right off with that so you'll hear that coming out of the gates and okay. Okay. then you guys will hear us in uh, in a little while yay perfect <laughs> all right Bye. Bye. Just to like touch base and kind of more or less uh, kind of see where I was at too. And I think that was a reassurance thing oh, in a really big way. I think I needed that right now, especially kind of going back to workplace and getting my first week back under my belt. Right. Like I needed to get back into it to feel it again. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know. And so uh I, it was uh You can you can dump about that too, you know. Yeah, there's a lot there. And my favorite part about it is I'm really enjoying it. There's a lot on either side of it, but I think the the overall big picture of the right place at the right time, which is super cool. Also, um, we talked about before. Oh, it's a step backwards. Oh, it's not. I think I've realized that I can do both, but not not quite burn out. And so like the dream aspect of what this is to me is still very alive. So that's kind right. of motivating. But I think connecting with people again has been a hidden gem. But I think that was a big fear of mine too and, and kind of how I would get back into the real world, especially with COVID and not really meeting new people for a long time. And that had challenges too in the sense of like not really knowing where to start conversations. And and that's been like an awkward kind of transition, but, but it's been fun too because being able to... Uh, be authentic to myself and what I'm doing has proven to me. Like, I mean, I think looking in the mirror right now, that's why I'm so excited about it. Cause I'm, I'm getting back to the authenticity of who I am while still being able to uh, keep my finger on the pulse of what fashion is. Being able to connect with people through clothes is what I've always been very fascinated in. That's where I've found the challenge how to connect each person to a different piece of clothes. I think I've seen a lot of life and being able just to connect with people in weird odds and end ways has has been really fun. And the challenging part now is uh, I think meshing with my team right now has been really hard because I'm the new guy. Honestly, I'm doing really well sales wise. So it's very competitive and, and they all kind of got their thing going and, and I'm kind of stepping in and, doing my thing. And so uh, most of the people are pretty decent. And I think going back to day one of, of really stopping and smelling the roses, I'm, I'm now understanding what that is to me. And it's people and connection and, and understanding. And I think I missed that in the last year, year and a half of one being isolated, but I think a lot of people are going through that. But I think really putting a lot into what old workplace was took a lot out of me. And I didn't realize it at all really financially time connections people trust you know kind of everything that i am was in that i mean thank god it ended when it did now i feel like i'm on the other side of things to where everything's a lot more clear it's making me feel a lot older like a lot older i think going back to our conversation about old workplace and just having like a job job now i get a job job that i really enjoy I really enjoy, not just because of what the work is, but uh, the benefits and people and it's nice to get my discount again, you know, like like everything kind of included into what the job is. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm still able to kind of do my shit and not not stress about having to have it blow up or having to have it work out or any of those stresses that I did have aren't really there anymore. And it's really allowed me to take a step back and feel really refreshed, really refreshed. I 93% believe you will hit the 7% yeah, in a second. Yeah. When you were working on old workplace, where was your energy? If you had the pie chart of where you put your like focus, time and energy, how much of a chunk was old workplace? Was there even anything else? Yeah, no, I think hundred percent was old workplace. Whew, oh, man. If we had the visual of a pie chart with the color graphs, this would be kind of cool. Yeah. We'll just visualize yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Because it, when you were on old workplace, 
yeah, old workplace was that entire pie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your MO sometimes, right? All, I'm all in. I want to be all in with something. Right. Let's go back. When you were when you were old workplace, mm-hmm. how how big a slice? Got all of it, even, even including the girlfriend. Right. You know, 24-7. Because she worked there, too. Right. Yeah, right? all the time. Okay. When you weren't working there, mm-hmm. how much of how much of that pie was old girlfriend? A hundred percent. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see where we're going. Going this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And I mean, if you think of like a slice of pie when you've already got a full pie, it's gonna like it's like a balloon that you know, that that jagged piece is coming, it's gonna pop the balloon. Right. It's gonna burst because you had things like my brother, night terrors, mm-hmm. certain things like were popping up. And it didn't work. Right. As you were describing your gig now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's think of that pie. How, how big a slice is his workplace? Like 40, maybe 50. Okay. And then what else you got? What are, what are some of the other slices right now? I'll put maybe 15% into my stuff. Sorry. 40, 55. Don't worry about the numbers. <laughs> right. Don't worry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking at percentage. Yeah. It doesn't um, have to equal 100 here. I think I got maybe 25, 30 into girlfriend and what that is in an entirety. And I think maybe five, 5% family, parents included, and then 5% friends. What happens when you get a call from dad about mom? Perfect. Let's talk about that because that happened this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So actually, it's crazy. I, I'll, I'm going to read these texts so I don't, I don't miss it because I, I love to exaggerate. So my mom texts me at 5 o'clock this morning, 5.01 a.m. She said, good morning, just checking on rent. Hasn't texted me in like a month, right? And I was like, okay, hey, mom, doing good. I'm asking a friend for some money and just waiting to hear back now. I'm trying to get out of my lease, so I need like 4200 this month. If not, I will be a few days late since my first paycheck comes. And so she's like, okay, so you're saying 4200 you got your lease. yes. And then she's like, just to be clear, they said you can get out of your lease for 4200 I said, yes, I have to pay this month and next month, break the lease. And she says, I just talked to dad. He's home because your mama isn't well, fainted on Saturday, blood pressure very low, and heart is in the 138. And I'm like, Jesus, mom. Like, that's, that's all I said. I was like, Jesus, mom. And she was like, okay, so we will pay the 4200 And I'm like... I'm like, mom, are you okay? I love you. I love you guys and thank you, but please tell me you're all right. And then she didn't text me for like 10 minutes. And I was like, mama, like the double question mark, like mama. She says, sorry, I was on the phone with the doctor. I'm really not sure right now. The nurse said either call 911 or go to ER. And I'm like, you should go. Like, like go. And so I called my dad. Hey, just checking in. How's mom doing? And he was like, she's good. She's super dehydrated. Got her on an IV. They're waiting for like the blood work to come back, but seemingly she's just dehydrated. And I'm like, cool, good news. Like, keep me updated. Anything happens, let me know. Right? It's been very interesting now that I've been on my own for the last two, three months financially, and and just kind of moving and grooving and doing what I've been wanting to do. I've seen me and my parents' relationship drastically change in the sense of what I thought my Polaroid picture was. And what it really is, is a lot different. But I, what I think I'm talking about here is it's been a very burdening type of relationship. And there's been a lot of pressure on me to do a lot of things and balance a lot of things all at once for them. And I think I'm allowing myself to release a lot of what that is. Mm-hmm. 
and being confident in what I'm doing, moving and grooving the way I feel good about it. And of course, there's still challenges and all that shit too, but I feel a lot more solid in like what those challenges are and, and ready. We're ready to go take those on. I feel a lot more strong in what that is. And I'd say, well, that interaction, that's classic your mom. Oh, by the way, uh, I fainted. I might be dying. So I'll probably go to the hospital. I don't know. So let me ask you again, now that I have the context for it, mm-hmm. how big a pie piece is it? Was it this morning when she called? Still five. I definitely didn't go either way. You know, I wasn't like mad or anything, but I was like, yo, I'm so concerned. Like, mm-hmm. you should go to the hospital, mm-hmm. please. And I didn't want to like jump on a plane or go home or I even called her. You know what I mean? Because it's not, I just don't think it's on me for that. Right? Crazy. Wow. And like, I called my dad, but it wasn't like a, oh my God, is she okay? Like, please tell me she's okay. Like, you know, just keep me updated. Let me know what happens. It's going to be okay. Wow. What do you think of that? I think it's gangster. I think it's proven to myself in like a real life scenario where I'm at and who I am. I think the balance of caring and and showing that love and, and being there, still loving myself in the process allows me to love them in the most authentic way that mm-hmm. I possibly could. Whereas like if I if I flipped it and went like a hundred percent and like jumped on a plane and got there and like turns out she was okay, then I just one wasted probably their money. And then two, probably didn't show up for work spent time where I shouldn't have all these other things Mm -hmm. to where now I can still work. I'm still doing my thing, showing up to where I need to with the people I need to. It's interesting. You said, uh, yeah, I'm still being able to love myself too. Mm -hmm. Not even about loving yourself. It's about having a self. Right. Because so much of you was giving up of yourself for others. Mm -hmm. But I have a self. I have a self. And you don't have to love yourself. That, mm. That's nice that you can. Yeah. You know, because there are going to be times like even a, a week or two ago when you were not yeah. doing much of anything. Yeah. But you still have a self. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Man, your, your MO for so long really was. Let me do for others. Let me take care of everyone else. You have a full pie. You have your foundation. Yeah. You can have 15% of this, 5% of that, 10% of that. I don't care if it equals 160. Mm-hmm. If it really does and you're spread too thin, that's a different conversation. Right. And we'll figure that one out. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's being able to shift from, okay, I'm here at work and I'm 50% all in at work. Right. But I have a lot of other things that I do. So when I'm not there, it's easier to turn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so true. I think, I think the turn off thing I'm still working on I'm still learning what that is. And I think this is helping me see that. I'm still seven days a week all the time, but I feel rested and I feel energized and I feel like like all all my gears are churning at the same time in the right way. And I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm going to burn out. I don't have that like mentality of like, oh yeah, I'm going real hard right now. It's gonna pay off. I just need to get through it. It's like, no, I can sustain like this for a while, like a really long while. Yeah, it's a big difference when you don't throw the cape on to be 100% everywhere right. all the time yeah. for everyone else. Mm-hmm. That mentality of like, I need to be Superman. Why? Right. 
and how cool that you know your mom i mean of course you're concerned about her yeah mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to take over everything right well and and i think i think i'm i'm also trusting her to be herself completely now so it, it's a trust thing too that i think i'm i'm aware of it doesn't there's no love lost there's no love gained from it it just kind of is what it is there is yeah that, is that trust I don't know. Yeah, I'll scratch that a little bit. Previously, we've talked about it in terms of trust, and that was you either trusting or not trusting, and it's usually not trusting because your trust gets broken. Right. And then, like, hypervigilant about, okay, where's the Tito's bottle? Is she doing this? Is she doing that? Even with with girlfriend, okay, what aren't they telling me? What else is there? What else don't I know? Mm -hmm. And playing detective, and, and something's different in how you're talking about it now. Yeah. Because your dad was like, yeah, and she's being good. You didn't play detective. Right. Why not? I don't know. I, I think, I, I guess I know my truth and what that is, and I trust myself. And mm. and not to say that they, like, lie about this stuff all the time. Right. But it's a vast majority. It's like, okay. Seven. Seven. Seven times you shrug. Yeah. And <laughs> I was yeah, just watching no, yeah. you, you know? And, and to me, almost the perfect response, like for dad going, and she's being good, is shrug emoji. Yes, like, okay. like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, okay, I don't care. Right. It's, I'm not being activated by that. And I'm not being reactive because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just accepting that that's, and you said it, that is how it is. Yeah. She is how she is. Yeah. That I give truly accepting. Mm-hmm. what is as it is not trying to change and make it different I see it too and another example is so I, I kind of did the same thing and I think I played detective for myself in this one my partner called me I think I told you that and this was the conversation who the fuck you guys think you are a couple days later had another conversation went really good we were so moving and grooving so I was like okay cool kind of in that same part same timeline he said that him and my partner had a conversation while he was right. in New York and that my partner said all this shit and, like, like talk shit. And so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel it, like, totally, like, uh, it sucks. You know, like, not adding to the conversation, just kind of sitting and listening. And, I mean, it didn't feel good, but I wasn't triggered by it. I wasn't like, oh, I got to fix this. I got to make sure you know the truth. And well, I was like, yo, like, what's this all about? Like, this is what he's saying about you guys and what's up? You know, like I'm in the middle here. You tell me the truth and I'll put it all together. And so I sat back, saw all of it. I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going on now. And so I think having that experience allowed me to be confident in sitting back and not being reactive to the way people come at my character, which has been a big thing for me and what I hate when they do. I'm thankful that I was able to do it like this and not be so reactive and triggered and emotional. And hmm. That was cool. Yeah, you say that with such a huge smile on your face. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I wish I could play this back to you, go back in time years ago and go, hey, here's how you're going to sound in a couple of years. Right. You're like, what? Who's that? I, you say so, <laughs> right? Because I mean, what you're describing is I am comfortable in myself. I know my character. I know me. It's, it's such growth and see it through your relationships in trying to be for old girlfriend what she needed in trying to regain what I was with old girlfriend who I was and how I was trying to be there for mom or dad 
even brother, but with brother, it was really like, oh, I don't need to rehash everything. Like really taking that Polaroid thing to heart and kind of going, oh, okay, cool. Let me take him as he is. And, and I've said it to you, the more you see it in other people, the more you'll start to feel it in yourself. Yeah. And I think you have. It's also why with girlfriend, like she flat out betrayed your trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not saying done. I'm out. I know my values, my integrity. I'm not going to get into that position with her. Right. But I'm cool. Yeah, you are. And that was the other cool thing, too. We, uh, I, I was working, had a quick phone call, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, I want to do this with you. I want to do this with you. I want to do this with you. And I was like, man, like, honestly, I can't take all that. Like, I, I really want to do one project with you, really do a really good job on it and see where it goes. And so I, I think that was another really good one for me in knowing that back to the pie thing, like I, I was very, without knowing I was conscious of it, I was very conscious of, of where my pie was. And I think having the strength to say no was big for me right there. Because I think, I think the other half of me would have wanted to say yes to all of them just to prove myself. And now I think I am who I say I am to myself versus proving it to them. And I think that's been super dope. Yeah. Um, I think I am slowing down now. And, and the bigger picture is becoming a lot more real. And knowing that I got my job, I'm excited for it. Everything's kind of falling into place. And there's so much time to do what I want to do in the bigger picture that I don't need to do it all right now. Yeah. Pace. Yeah. Pace is feeling good. The way you're talking about your pie piece and like, like, yeah, you you are your your ice cream sundae. Like like you are the ice cream yeah. base. There's there's all these rainbow sprinkles and Keith Bar, you know, Oreos. Just, yeah, just like throw some Oreos on there. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, you, you get it, but you're the base, you know. And I know it's your milkshake, right? Yeah. And when you are your your milkshake, mm-hmm. that's you, your integrity, who you are. When I know myself and I'm bringing that, you're authentic. The more they're with you, the more they see that vulnerability, the more they can be vulnerable. Show me anybody in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They're all 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's crazy uh, as I'm getting older, understanding what that is. Because I still feel like a kid. I think now, as Big Drew, the stronger that gets, the more I enjoy what little Drew is still. Mm-hmm. And not the scared little kid aspect of him, mm-hmm. but the wonder and the excitement and the wide eyes and the what that is in, in the world, you know? And I, and I think that's what I meant by getting my hand back on the pulse. I'm back wide-eyed, excited again, and I'm a lot more proud of what I'm doing. And, and not to say, like, accomplishment-wise, because I think I've relied on a lot of that for a really long time. And I still am. And I'm not quiet, but I'm not loud about what I've done or who I've known or where I've been and what I've seen. I think that's been interesting for me too and just being excited for what I'm doing, you know, in, in a genuine way and not trying to push it in people's faces. Um, it's something I'm still learning and I think I'm learning it very fast right now because of what I'm doing again. And so I'm working on it. I'm definitely working on it. I'm not trying to shy away from it. I've also kind of found that middle ground where it's like, yeah, I'm really, I've done this and, and I'm really excited about what I'm doing now. Yeah, it goes back to that I sell shoes. Yeah. And, and it's just owning that. And that's where you are and where you are right now and being, being present. I think that's the key. Yeah. It, it really is being, being present for this moment when I'm in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest trick. Yeah. 
and to to put it into context for right here, right now, too, it was cool. I had a weird feeling when I walked in the door today. I kind of had a flashback to old workplace. But when I would leave, like, midday, come here and be kind of nervous for it. Not in the sense of, like, oh, what are we going to talk about today or how's it going to go? It, it was more of, like, I think the nervousness of not knowing myself. And I think what I'm trying to say is the change today when I walked in, like, what popped in my head was... I was really excited to come and I felt, I felt at home, you know, I felt at peace of like walking in and like, yeah, let's go talk and like, let's, let's sit down and like get after it. And I think, uh, not in a, like a spew way, my classic, but I think, uh, I think I'm getting back to the genuine conversation of just enjoying exactly where I'm at. I don't have anything else in my mind of walking in that door other than me and what I'm doing right here, right now, right here, right now. And I I think that goes across a lot of things in my life right now. Yeah, it's big too. Some people use therapy this way and I think it's brilliant, which is the therapist can be the keeper of my history Mm. and know maybe where I'm going. I want to just be right here. Yeah. And I'll just show up and like, I don't know what I want to talk about. Here's what's going on right now. And then, whoa, we just hit. And this person that knows all my history, knows my patterns, and knows where I'm going, cool, we just worked on that. I didn't even know we were going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's why I would say to you, like, you come in and go, I don't really know what I want to talk about today. And be like, awesome, these are usually the best sessions. Right. Because there's no agenda. Right. And the agenda might just be showing up. I'm going to flip something you said to me like a year and a half ago. It's not a trick question. It's not like, how's he going to answer <laughs> yeah. I, I just want you to... I'll think about it for a second. Yeah. You asked me and I'll ask you now, like, oh, so you sound pretty good. Things are going all right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where I'm going. Yeah. So are we done? Right. And I mean, clearly. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. But I want you to answer why, because I told you back then, mm-hmm. and I remember we were like in the doorway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so what, what do we do? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are we done? Like, son? <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> right. Yeah, we need another half hour here. <laughs> but break it down for me, for you, yeah. why we're not done. And I've actually thought about this too, because ebbs and flows and and the the fluidity of my life, I think the thing I enjoy most and to kind of bounce off of that gatekeeper idea, I think this is a space for me where trust isn't a factor. And so it's so authentic and genuine and somewhere I can just be, not have a hidden agenda and not have like, well, I need you to like me. It's not like that. And I didn't, I've never felt like I've been able to be myself and to be in that space of being myself and having you understand each kind of piece of the pie and as we're going has kept me more on the right path. I think being able to bounce my life in an area that there is no judgment, there is no right or wrong. Everybody has different morals and their own compasses and what that is. And and me and you could have completely different ones and that's still okay. And I think that's so gangster in the sense of, I mean, this is, this is what the world needs right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is what they need. Mm -hmm. I love that. Something that as you were talking about having that, like trust isn't an issue with me. Like why I come in here, I could be, my goal, Mm -hmm. you know, I've said it before, Mm -hmm. is to make myself obsolete. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you have that in your life out there. Right. 
then you don't need it. That was another thing I was going to say. I think the beginning and call it, call the beginning of the first maybe year, year and a half, you know, like call that the beginning. And I think a lot of that was me somewhat asking for advice in a lot of these, you know, and kind of seeing how you would do it or, or where do I go? What do you think I should do? And I think now, you know, the last maybe six months or so has been a lot more of almost like being a mirror. I feel like I say stuff not to hear how you would do it, but for you to to say it back so I can hear how I said it. Absolutely. We, we have that in our head, like that voice in our head. It's great that you have that voice. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to grow. It's all about growth. You're like, it's personal growth. I never want to stop growing. Right. Absolutely. And we're back. We sure are. No, I miss Drew. Right? I don't. I see him every week. But yeah, I get it. (laughs) Whatever. I miss you missing Drew. I wonder if Drew misses me. I don't think Drew even knows you. He doesn't. If he knew you, he would miss you. Meredith, to know you is to miss you. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was a little confused in the beginning. So... Was this the first week of his new job? Is that what he was saying? Pretty much. I felt like he started a bit ago. Yeah, he started oh, okay. a little bit ago, but he's getting into the rhythm of being there. Okay. And he was really just talking about like what it's like coming out of COVID and interacting with people and, yeah. and you know where all that is for him now. But yeah, it was. it's him also realizing with the juxtaposition of having just talked to one of his old partners and now he's right. looking at his regular job. It's different. And he's like, oh, what's the culture here? How do I fit in? Right. Yeah, it's a different way to be that he hasn't hasn't done in a while. Yeah, I mean, he said it's cool connecting with people, but anxiety-provoking coming out of COVID, which I think we can all relate to. Totally. At the same time, he mentioned that he's having a little bit of difficulty with his team because of the competitiveness of sales and... Yep. All that shit, which sucks. For a lot of people just starting out, you know, if you don't know any better, you can fall into that that scarcity mindset. And it, it's it's not fun. And that's, that's I think, something he's navigating because he's, he's experiencing a little of that with the people that he's working with because it's all commission-based. Oh, that's so annoying. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I know. And it was really cute, too, because he said... That he loves connecting with people through clothes. And yeah. I just think that's, I don't know. It's just sort of an artist's way. Yeah. Some people don't think of fashion as art, but they are wrong. Right. No, it, it, it's something that going back to the bachelor party and the wedding of his brother, it was a big deal to like what he was going to wear. And he showed me this like green velvet or velour suit that he was wearing. And it was like, oh yeah, Ooh. he was, he was decked out. And like people took note and were like, Oh, you were the one wearing this the other night. Like, oh, that was really, you know, and it's, that was his personality and he loves being able to talk to people. He is a people person and a connection person and help bring out their personality in clothes. It is an art, I think. For sure. And I, well, I think, and the theme of this session was talking about the pie. Yeah. Yep. Which is something I always use with people, usually to talk about like who they are, like what makes up the slices of the pie. Cause people are always like, 
well, I'm just an addict or I'm borderline or I'm whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's look at what you really are. But I like the way looking at the energy that he expends and talking about how much his old job took out of him versus now. (laughs) And I like the way he says like a job job as opposed to (laughs) like you were saying regular job. And I'm like, well, okay, regular, what's the difference? But I get it. We all get what he means. Like a job job, like a nine to five or like a clock in, clock out employee type thing. And that's huge, by the way, because I I have a lot of clients that work in entertainment that are project to project and that are constantly hustling. And even if they're successful, when you're not working on a project and even towards the tail end of one, you're thinking about what the next one is. When you get to, to clock out, you're done. You now have a life outside of your job. You don't have to think about what's next because what's next is tomorrow when you clock in. Unless you're an assistant at like a talent agency, because then you're just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Midnight sure. to six sure. in the morning, you're still working. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that basically, I mean, you guys didn't say this, but how much energy you put in with your ex, 100%, how much with, you know, and so I think it was his shift from all and none or black and white to finding that middle path, it sounds like. Right that he's been working on that and that he's gotten to that point. I think also one of the things I heard though, and what I think is that today his job job could be 50% and tomorrow it could be 10%. And the next day, you know, it's just sort of, okay, well, what's the general thing? And then some days it's going to suck all of the life out of you. Right. (laughs) Right. Especially if you don't have other things in your pie where that's the only slot. Right. And, and that's, that's just it. It's him recognizing it is a job job, whatever percent of the pie it is right now. Fine. It's not my whole pie. It's not my career. It's just, it's keeping me in the pie game. Right. You know, it's not cake. It's still pie. Or I, I don't know. I'm killing the analogy, but you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I, you know, actually what's, what's really cool about this, I must have listened to this and prep for this before this happened. Cause I just saw Drew last week. I see him every week. And we are in real time a year later than what you guys are hearing right now. And what was really cool is his parents had just come to visit and we made reference to the pie. And really, yeah, it's got to be because I I heard this episode and was prepping for you and I breaking it down. It was because I said something like, yeah, I, I just listened to the episode where we break down the pie. And back then, your parents were like 5% of the pie. And he's like, yeah, yeah. What do you think they are now? And he's like, huh, I don't know. I think maybe they're just taking a bite of my pie. And it was really <laughs> cool. Like he meant that as like, he's not dropping everything to take care of mom or to be there for dad. And I won't give a spoiler, but he's really looking more at his pie is his work, his life, his family and mom and dad can take a a bite or a slice or partake of his pie that doesn't need them to complete it. Well, I will say mm, I a little bit disagree slash call bullshit slash whatever on him saying that his family was 5%. Mm, Maybe a little more, I think. And especially when he said that he got that text. Well, first of all, let's back up for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. That whole interaction with his mom really threw me for a loop. So she texts him for the first time in a month and she's like, how are you? And he's like, good. Actually, I'm asking a friend for money because 
I need money to get out of my lease. And I'm like, what, bro? I thought you were on your own or not take. And by the way, no judgment. But I was like, how do you lead with that? And then all of a sudden she's like, okay, I'll give you $4,200. Again, ask for the money if you're going to, but why are you going to be like, oh, I'm asking a friend for money? Like he wasn't asking her. He wasn't asking her for the money. I know. That was his point. But did he take it? No. He didn't take it. No. I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't believe him? I'm just kidding. I said, I don't believe you. She was asking like about the rent. She was like, how's it going on rent? And he's like, oh, that's what she said. Oh, okay. I missed that whole part. He was like, she hasn't texted me in a month. And she's like checking on your rent. Uh, that's that makes why he's so much like, more sense. I'm, I'm getting out of my lease. I'm asking a friend I'm for $4,200. I'm taking care of it. Yeah. Right. Don't worry okay. about it. I got, got it, it, mom. Right. And that makes so much more sense. Sorry, right. Drew. Sorry right. for doubting you. And that's that. That's why he was like, Jesus, mom, like, uh, whatever. Don't worry about it. But what the hell is going on with your health? Like, why isn't that the Did lead? Did she refer to herself in third person? I don't think so. Why? Because I, again, I thought he said in the text, she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Good. But your mother is not feeling well or something. And I was like, did his dad start texting? Oh, yeah, Why yeah, no, she- yeah, no, she, he said something like that. And that's, I mean, that's just like you and me talking where if I said, oh yeah, your co-host has a little problem with ants today. Oh, okay. I also was like, what is happening? Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, we are out of practice here, aren't switching we? to third person? <laughs> I know, it was weird. Okay, so got it, got it. I was a little shocked though, when he said, yeah, I never even called her after. I never even called her later to check in. Like I talked to my dad, but I didn't call her. And I was like, huh, maybe we're not quite at the middle path yet. Right. Like maybe it's a little all or none. Like I get it. She's not jumping to her. Great. But I was like, huh, not even a follow up. All right. Like again, no judgment, but just curious. And he, he might have followed up. I, I don't know, but he certainly, you're right. He's swinging the pendulum to the other side where he's certainly not putting on the cape and flying out there and, and rescuing her. He's just like, well, mom, you should go to the ER, like get an IV. Like, do, what are you doing? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. But he's also realizing, oh, that's not my problem and not my responsibility, not my burden to take on. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't care about it. And it could be frustrating following up with it and having her be like, no, I didn't. And then him being like, all right. Yeah. That's generally what his experience of her is, is that he'll follow up with something like that. And she'll be like, oh, I'm fine. It was nothing. And she's at the time like drunk or something like that. And he's like, what, what are you right. doing? Ugh. Yeah. Why was I? Uh. So he's not going into that alarmist alert mode as easily, which is which is great. Totally great. Yeah. And it's something that part of what he's realizing, which is really cool, and I I, I said this <laughs> later, but he's as he's becoming more adult himself and individuating and being his own person separate from them, he's realizing that they're not like these all-knowing elder creatures that are wise beyond him. They're essentially just kids themselves. You know, they're just a little oh, older. Oh, God. I loved that. When you said that, you're like, anyone in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s are still 12. And I'm like, amen. 
I will be 12 for the rest of my damn life. (laughs) Like in terms of everything, in terms of what I feel like, what I like to do. If anyone out there actually feels like an adult, tell me how, because I feel (laughs) not at all like one. Like if you, when you say ants, I'm like, ah, I just want to call my mom and tell her to fix it. I don't know. Right. You know, right. I just want to burn my kitchen down. Like, yeah, I'm a kid. And that's, man, I have heard, I've heard clients tell me about, they have a parent who starts dating in like their late sixties, seventies. And, you know, they're talking to their parent about seeing somebody and dating and they're like very encouraging. And the parent sounds like they're in junior high all over again. They're like, well, I, oh, I, totally. I don't know if Mary's that into me. I talked to her at bingo and I, uh, maybe I'll save her a seat when we go to Sizzler. Doug, 60 is only like 10 or 11 years for us. So I know, you Mary, best not make I'm that sound. I'm getting ready for it. I just don't, oh, oh my back. Yeah, hold on. I've got to oh, take my 17 my God. pills. Just because you're a parent does not mean you're a responsible adult, by not the way. Not at all. Not at all. And it's helping him realize that some of the, I'll air quote, mistakes that they made and some of the things they did, they were just doing the best they could as essentially kids, overgrown kids. Yeah. You know, and we totally. think that our parents know everything, some of us, when we're young and we look up to them as such. Yeah. And they don't. I mean, look at what we don't know. Like you and I could have kids in high school right now and we're still very much kids. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. My niece is like, how many pairs <laughs> how many pairs of blue overalls do you have? I'm like, I don't know, a few. And she's like, okay. I'm going to come get one tomorrow. We're in a beer pong tournament and her and her boyfriend are going to be Mario brothers. Wait, the Mario brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They, does, uh-huh. Do they wear overalls? Yeah. Mario and Luigi. I was like, sweet. I'm so excited. And I'm like, okay, this is what makes me happy. I have the overalls to give her and she's fucking playing beer pong. And like the whole thing was just so funny. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, go parent. Right. And, and parents being 12 is a good and bad thing and, or, or neutral, totally. entirely neutral. It just is what it is. And it's whatever we've been dealing with when we were 12, we still carry over and it's still here. And hopefully, if we've done some work, we get to resolve some of that. I think for him, he's really getting to see that. And that's releasing a lot of what he's held for so long, like, my mom and I need to have this talk. We need to do this. And we need to like, no, uh, she just is who she is. And and he even said that, like a lot of what's going on is proving to myself where I'm at and, and knowing my truth and knowing who I am. And it's, it's really cool. He said something cool. I, I don't remember if he was talking about them or the people at work or what, but he said, I am who I say I am. And it's that way to myself. I don't have to prove it to anybody. Yeah. And then I wrote down in my notes, Popeye. I am who I am. <laughs> right. And he's strong to the finish because he, he eats his spinach. Um, if you know Popeye. Oh my God, I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. And I think also you guys talked a lot about giving up, you know, with the whole pie thing, giving up a lot of yourself for other people. And, and then he was talking about how right now with the whole pie thing and work that he's still going like seven days, but he feels more rested and energized and doesn't feel like he has, is having any burnout. And I was just wondering if that was, if you thought that was 
an accurate reflection of self or? Well, okay. So that, that's where earlier in the session, I said to him, I 93% agree with you. I 93% believe you, you know, and that other 3%. Hmm, that would be another 7%. That other 7% of him was what you're just talking about. Like, mm, I'm, I 93% believe you and 7%, I think you're a little burnt out or I think you're not as satisfied as you're saying you are. It's okay to not be totally satisfied. That's all right. But that's, you know, and we kind of came back around towards the end of the session and I went, yeah, that's the other 7% right there. And for him, if it, it feels like it, because it's such a different experience for him, he may feel zero burn, you know, this moment in, you know, eventually I would imagine most sales jobs, most any jobs, you're eventually going to feel some burnout. So he's still in it. It's new. He's doing well, like a hundred percent. I get it. And he feels rested and energized. I think maybe another big part of not feeling burned out is he talks about not being nearly as reactive, whether it's his parents or his friends in general. He mentioned the thing about like his friend telling him his other friend was talking shit about him or whatever. And he was just like, all right, like, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm comfortable with myself. I know my character like right. is what it is. Yeah. Which I, I really liked. And that that's something that, oh man, he said something really cool too, that, that highlights that whole knowing himself and really being authentic and feeling that <laughs> which I don't know if you caught this, but towards the end when he said, yeah, you know, I didn't even feel nervous going into this session. What do you mean? Don't know if I caught it, please. <laughs> of course. Right. I, I, I love that. I mean, it was, you know, he said, I, I was really excited to come in. I felt more at home. Like, you know, just like, yeah, let's go. Let's talk. Let's get after it. No agenda, just show up. And it was funny because I I throw this at him every now and then. Like, yeah, remember like uh, a few months in when you were like, are we done? Right, right. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm never done with personal growth. But what was really cool is being able to highlight that he's at a place where he didn't have to worry about what he had to prepare for. What He just showed up like, cool, let's talk. And that's his comfort level, which is awesome. I think that is knowing yourself, you know? I think he's also found a bit more humility. If I think that's the word I'm probably looking for, just talking about not having to talk about who he knows or what he has or certain things or like not have to just like, yeah, not having to prove it, not have to show it or talk about it or yeah, that yeah, he's just yeah. more like, all right. Yeah, cool. Right. And I think, oh, your thing. I can't believe you remembered the Sunday in the milkshake. Oh, yeah. I remember him being like, nah, I'm not a Sunday guy. Right. I'm I like milkshake. milkshake yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like that because that's, that's what I was saying and it, that he is now the, the base, you know, I, I mean, I use the Sunday, he uses milkshake, but if it's the Sunday, he's the scoops of ice cream. Everything else is just the cherries on top or the sprinkles or whatever it is. And it's cool because it, it sounds like he is really owning who he is with authenticity and vulnerability and that is like, yeah, that that's my base. That's my ice cream at the bottom. Everything else is cool. It, it's just what's on top. Like he's, he really is authentic and vulnerable. And I think that's, that's what's going to allow him and has allowed him to bring people in his life that are like that, that respond to that. That's the good people in LA that he's going to meet. And it's not even about LA. It's the good people that I'm going to meet are ones that see me, recognize me. I don't feel like I have to prove my worth to them. They don't need to prove their worth right. to me. We can just be. 
talking about slowing down and pace and he's like, I don't have to do it all right now. It's really going to serve him. And he's talked about it before in some of our other analogies about, you know, the different gears that we have. And for him, like trying to find that gear of slow down or, you know, not quite cruise control, but you don't have to kick it into such high gear all the time. It's very cool. I think my favorite thing, <laughs> first of all, that you said was that, you know, the therapist can be the keeper of my history. And then, right. you know, then I can be like right here focused. And then later he said it again and he was like, yeah, you know, you're my, the gatekeeper. And I was like, Zool motherfucker. He's Zool, right? Zool's the gatekeeper. Uh, oh, you're going Ghostbusters. Well done. Good, good reference. Sweet, sweet. Okay. But yes, I, I love any either way gatekeeper or just great. Love that. Like, okay, you can learn all my history and you can hold it. And then when we talk, like you can refer to it. And, you know, a lot of client people ask me, I mean, I take some notes here and there or like take them after or whatever, but most people, I don't really write too much. And they're like, how do you remember everything about right. all your clients? Right. I'm like, I don't know, just do. Right. Because I'm interested or I can't, or, and, so, and not always, obviously there's times where. Well, and they tell us, they tell us some of their, their innermost, but just one hour a week is what we hear. And it, it makes a pretty big impression on us. So we keep a lot of that and hold that. I mean, I have clients where I'll keep referring to some interaction that they had years ago because it was a very pivotal interaction that highlighted something that we worked on and was a, a moment of growth for them. Like for, for Drew, there was something about early on him waking up with an earlier girlfriend, having a night terror. And then he wanted to explain everything to her about what that meant and what that was like and where it comes from and what he needs. Right. And that, that was something where now where he is, is like, no, it's cool. They don't need to know everything. Like, wow. Remember when you woke up with so-and-so and, and had the night terror? he was like, yeah, that's, we hold those things that way. And we can keep these as, you know, in Drew's language, the mile markers for them. And we can hold that. You don't really walk around life thinking of the mile markers that you've reached and the, the personal growth that you've achieved all the time. You're just really busy with the trees in front of you. But we see the whole forest and we kind of shine light on some of the trees that you passed a few miles back. Good stuff. I mean, obviously he has ups and downs and like, you know, get it. Sure. But he's, he's doing pretty good can see the general upward trajectory and stick around because there's some cool stuff going on. I, I wish I could give you guys spoilers. I really want to, because there's some really cool stuff we're talking no. about now a year later, but we have to get there. All right. Well, we will be back at you guys. I think we're going to be on like an every other week sort of time frame here, but we've got new Sarah episodes are coming out every other week. So if you want to stick with us every week, you get to hear us here and there and everywhere. We will be in your living room performing live um, on Christmas. No? All right. I'm all about Christmas. Bye. Bye.